We're just okay, and we play some movies. We're just okay, movie watchers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, Biggie Size, and I'm here with Guido and Millpool. Hello. Oh, how you guys doing? Mm, pretty good. Uh, you get so excited to talk about movies. You get uh, Wally and Nasty one week, and then Guido and Millpool the next week. I know. I feel like a, a, a parent. I'm like sharing my kids. I just get them in various weeks. You know, hey, it's great. I'll take what I can get. I oh. think it's obvious which episode's gonna perform better. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and no, let's talk about it because it's actually really interesting. Our metrics show that people really enjoy the movies we do that are normally shitty but are easily accessible. Like, for instance, the um, Batman and Robin review, out of the more recent ones, has done the best. And uh, then the next one, people really like when we talk about, uh, I think, about things that make us mad because the movies <laughs> we walked out on is our most popular episode. Oh, oh wow. Fans are assholes. They so, like when we watch bad movies and when we're angry. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that is the demographic we're talking to. <laughs> Which well, we should suffer. We should spice it up this week and throw in like a, a special genre of like best movie boobs or something. Ooh. Ooh. You know, just to hit hit that sex appeal. That's Speaking good. of movie boobs, I watched a film <laughs> over the weekend. A little movie I like to call Baywatch. Oh, digga digga dung. That's right. Digga dung, digga digga dung. You know that? The, the start, song. The song. Yeah, yeah the uh, keep going, keep going. I uh, I know the whole, I know all the lyrics to the Baywatch oh. theme song. Are there lyrics? Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. <laughs> some people need to help somebody. I guess I don't know that part. <laughs> don't you worry everything will be all right because i got you and you won't let you out of my side you know that song absolutely it's not who sings that sounds like michael mcdonald or something I think that was just me emulating Michael McDonald, but it's definitely not Michael McDonald that sings that (laughs) theme song. You had it in spirit, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was coming through you, Michael McDonald. I feel like Baywatch was always one of those shows you just kind of randomly always flipped on, like Star Trek or something. You're like, oh, that's on. I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, I think I learned how to uh, masturbate to that show. No lie, I'm not joking. That's not a joke. (laughs) Oh no, I totally agree. Pamela Anderson was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was Ooh. right about the time too when I started uh playing with my Peter. Sure. Sure. Oh, the movie was um it's, <laughs> it's, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Uh no surprises, except for the rock definitely carried the whole thing. Uh everyone else was especially Zach Efron in parts was god-awful and i kind of feel like it's one of those movies that they all knew it was terrible so none of them really tried very hard but that kind of worked to the film's favor because there's a lot of parts that it felt like you know it should be a comedy but 
took itself a little too serious at times. Like the tone just got a little too uh, rough for the subject matter. And that's what made it kind of interesting. But other than that, the movie's a piece of crap, and I can't recommend it unless you just like piece of crap movies that are slightly interesting. Yeah, I've seen it too. Um, it just it wasn't funny. Right, that's the uh, biggest problem. And it was a movie that was going strictly for comedy. And Baywatch was one of those weird '90s shows where it wasn't. It wasn't a comedy. Definitely right. wasn't a comedy. Right. It was like it was just a lifeguard kind of drama, but they solved mysteries sometimes. Right, right. It uh, felt like a medical drama in style, like what you would imagine a medical drama would do at that time period, but they were lifeguards. Yeah. Huh. And I have I have no concept of what Baywatch was or is. I'm just realizing this. Like I don't think I ever watched it. It's mm. a time just, capsule. Yeah. I, would say. I, I just kinda assume it's it would be like saved by the bell level kind of drama, except on a beach. Like, um well Saved by the Bell was a comedy first and foremost, I think. It was like a teenage comedy. Yeah. Baywatch yeah, was, was like there were no gags. Right. Okay. It was uh, you know, someone would would uh be drowning, someone would go sh- save them, <laughs> shave them first, <laughs> which I thought was weird <laughs> watching it because I was like why don't why don't they save their lives? But no, they put out a straight razor and shaved their chest. Yeah. Um, but then they'd save off, so. Yeah, I was jerking off, so yeah, you know, really I had bigger things to worry about. Um, <laughs> like my dick. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just kind of like one of those shows that I'm trying to liken it to something from the time period that Millpool might be able to grasp. Sure. Um, is it like home improvement? at all no I guess not that like that's another well. comedy yeah yeah it was definitely any... not a sitcom styled it was uh, i mean i could just think of like a just like a drama tv show but they're just lifeguards that you know yeah. that kind of style okay. like star trek yeah, yeah well say no that. that's sci-fi <laughs> Uh, in that you style, don't know though. genres well, do you, Melpool? <laughs> uh, I mean, they're all pretty much the same when you boil it yeah, down. Yeah, like American Horror Story, just like that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There you go. There you go. Um, but what about that? Um, what's her name? There's Christine one girl Berkeley? in that show that I really like. Brinkley? Not in the show, in the movie. No, not Christine Berkeley. Uh, <laughs> the brown-headed one or the blonde-headed one? <laughs> the brown yeah she's a hottie i like yeah. her too alexandra daddario right. right which uh her last name makes me feel like i have a speech impediment like i'm stuttering <laughs> daddario she um, was not bad she did a pretty actually i will say it subverted my expectations in the women not being uh I thought they would play up the sex and they do. I mean, they make them very sexual, but not nearly as far as I thought they would. Uh they actually sure. served a, a lot of a, a strong purpose in the film and it it was fun. And the whole um the fat guy trying to get with the blonde headed chick, I loved it. It was fun. That and that's that's just the problem with the movie was the tone just shifted so much that I think if they just stuck with one tone, it would have been more enjoyable. Like if you're going to do a comedy, make it a comedy, but I can't, I can't call it a comedy. 
Yeah. Yeah. It they were trying to make it into a comedy though. Yeah, yeah. It, it had all like, the comedy elements. It, it was like a you know, like a Seth Rogen kind of film set up. Except it was just them trying to attempt all these gags and with the back plot of there being a drug dealer that's on the shore and they have to save them. I mean, they show up and he's like the rock at one point has to, he doesn't know what to do. He gets fired from the lifeguard uh, people and uh, he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, I got to go talk to my mentor and his mentor is David Hasselhoff. And they make like this whole kind of bitty joke about him going to see him and, Hasselhoff's giving him advice and and whatnot, and it was just like, none of this is funny. <laughs> right, you're absolutely right. None of it was, and the, and the times they tried to be really funny, uh, were god awful. Like they they had the whole scene where the the fatter guy is big in the technology. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this, and sure enough, they did it. And they took Zac Efron's character, who was just a dick. You know, you didn't really think of him as being stupid. Uh, but they try to make that trope of the smart, handsome, super athletic guy just being an idiot when the fat guy's trying to hack into something, do something with a computer, and the fat guy's like, we're trying to get dirt on him, and then Zac Efron's like, dirt's not going to help us. We need to get computer stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh, good man. God. That part was a good joke. Off, yeah, it class, the classic joke. It was done like it was late at night. There's maybe like two people on set. They're like, let's just shoot something that looks kind of funny. And they actually put it in the film. It was awful. Mm. Uh, but I would say the um, uh, some of the scenes, like with them going underwater and saving people, was kind of fun. That, that was nice to see. You don't, you don't see a whole lot of that anymore. But I will say what pissed me off was using green screens when they're on the boat. I mean, good God. We're, oh, we're, when the boat was on fire, it looked so horrible. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but, like, all the scenes where they were on their boat, like, scouting out stuff, this is a fucking Baywatch movie. Don't green screen boat scenes. Come on. Spend the extra $200 and just go, you know, rent a boat and film it on the water. I mean, what in the world? No, I guarantee that the the show that was filmed two decades ago didn't have one single green screen scene. It was Absolutely all practical not. effects of like boats chasing each other, blowing up and shit. Yeah, exactly. Practical effects. They had a, a boat that was probably broken. They blew it up. That's great. But it's I know why they did it. They're, they're cheap assholes who probably filmed it over three weeks. Well, you also got The Rock there, who's the most highly paid actor in America right now. Right. You're not going to put him on a flaming boat, and you're not going to attempt to sully his good face with, with a stunt double. So mm. you're like, hey, you can rock. You don't mind jumping off this boat just in a green screen, right? He's like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> as long as the check clears. Wait. Were you on set for this movie? <laughs> I was. I was there. I was actually the stunt coordinator. Okay. You, or you were the, you... the stunt double for The Rock? No, just the coordinator. I coordinated just the all. Coordinator. all the stunts. All the stunts. Okay. Uh, okay. How was it yeah. like working with uh, The Rock? Uh, he's a nice guy. Very nice. Um, he did one day, though, steal my lunch. And I wasn't too happy about that. So I... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I got in a fist fight with him. 
Really? Oh, wow. How did that uh, go? Yeah. yeah, how did it go? Well, he uh, first, like, he threw me against the ropes, and then I ran the ring twice, and then he picked me up, and he rock-bottomed me, and then uh, he stood over me and kicked my elbow, my arm, into my side so he wouldn't trip over it. Uh, he took off his armband, uh, looked around at the onlookers for a good, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, threw his armband into the onlookers, uh, ran the ropes uh, once, hopped over my body, ran him twice, and then stopped over my body and uh, like flung his arms back and forth like he was doing like no way or like an out kind of symbol. And, okay. and he dropped uh, what he referred to as the people's elbow on my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny you mentioned that cause one of the deleted scenes, I got really confused because they had the camera on him. And he <laughs> yeah, you're said- watching the Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching the Blu-ray, and he said, hey, Guido, check this out. And he bent over and showed us his asshole. Mm, it, yeah, it really I remember that day on set. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing that we had uh, going back and forth. You know, he likes to joke around on set, so uh, occasionally we'll just, like, try and catch each other so that they look, they turn and look, and you're looking at one of our assholes. So we'd just do it back and forth occasionally. He'd be like at craft services getting getting a mac and cheese or something, and I'd uh, put my butt into, like, under the, I'd go under the table, cut a hole in the table, put my butt in the mac and cheese <laughs> so that when he took a scoop of mac and cheese. <laughs> there's my there's my butthole just staring right back at him and i'd be like gotcha oh, rock man. nice got him man yeah. man why didn't they have that in the film that's i don't know one day i spent 16 hours under that craft service table <laughs> <laughs> oh you did this more than once yeah yeah absolutely in fact all of my bits involved the craft services table <laughs> so well very very interesting well, well, Millpool, have you uh, watched anything lately? Uh, the only thing I've seen lately is I watched Face Off uh, last week. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I believe Johnson. we had a movie night uh, oh, quite a while ago, a few months ago, yeah. where we all watched it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a very loose premise for that movie. I I think the premise is pretty tight. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but how they get there is like you kind of have to turn your brain off a lot. Right. Lots of uh, suspending disbelief. Yeah, but it's a fun movie. They crash a boat through another boat, which is nice. cool. <laughs> yeah, they crash an airplane through an airplane hangar. <laughs> wow. And then uh, also every time anyone shoots... A gun, if the bullet hits anything, it makes an explosion of sparks, <laughs> no matter the material. So it's very fun. What What's the uh, premise? I've, you know, it's one of those movies I always hear about, but I have no idea what it's about. Oh, dude, have you not seen Face Off? Wow. I have not. It's, oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so the premise is uh, John Travolta is the good guy. He's a cop. And... Um, Nicholas Cage is a bad guy. He's a terrorist. And oh. 
Nicolas Cage is at the start of the movie is trying to kill John Travolta. Um, and he shoots him with a sniper rifle and it kills John Travolta's son instead. So, uh, John Travolta dedicates his life basically to hunting down Nicolas Cage. Uh, Castor Troy is his name in the movie and capturing him to the detriment of his family life and everything else around him. Um, uh, but basically he eventually catches Castor Troy, uh, who is in a coma as a result of him getting captured for some reason. Uh, but they also learn that there's a bomb in the city that Castor Troy has set up for some reason. Uh, and they don't know where it is, but they need to find it. Um, and pretty quickly come to the conclusion that uh, John Travolta should switch faces with Castor Troy and become him to figure out where the bomb is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's neat. It's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's a vehicle for uh, just a fun action movie and getting to see John Travolta playing the good guy and then playing the bad guy, and eventually Castor Troy wakes up from his coma and becomes John Travolta through similar means. Whoa. So they they swap roles. It's very interesting to uh, <clears throat> see them do that as actors. And uh, there's uh, there's one point in the movie at the beginning before his son dies, uh, the way that this family greets each other is by like gently molesting their faces. Well, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So he reaches out. Imagine me. Hey, Biggie, it's uh, just okay, Con. Good to see you. And I reach out and I put my right hand on your forehead and then slowly drag my hand down your face. <laughs> oh, so that's not a normal thing that you normally do? <laughs> no, not in my life. I not, haven't really seen that. Yeah. Oh. For John Travolta in this movie, it's uh, very normal. And it becomes uh, integral at the end when they they can't figure out who is who and his family doesn't know. Who's my real dad? Who's the real good guy? And that's how what? you know because he does the face thing. Wow, I may have to just start doing that in real life. Because if that's the case, then do you, are the people you're talking to really who they are? It's mm. yeah, it's pretty weird. And then at the end of the movie, John Travolta adopts, he becomes himself again, and he adopts Castor Troy's, uh, who is now deceased. He adopts his son. Well, not so much adopts. He just kind of brings him home with him, and his son looks exactly like his dead son, which is pretty mm-hmm. creepy. Oh my god! <laughs> and then the first thing that the family does when they greet him is the gentle uh, molestation, molestation <laughs> caress on his face. The kid hasn't even entered the house yet. He's standing on the porch, and the daughter runs up and you know molests his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Oh it's weird. So the family's like not blind or anything right they're just that's just what they do that's just what they do it's like that family you ever have that family like uh, you were growing up as a kid and uh you went to a friend's house to play and then like they're like okay it's dessert time or it's treat time and then the parents would like serve popsicles in a bowl whoa what (laughs) no what the hell (laughs) that happened to me and then you're, because I was just like, well, this is strange, um, but it's not my family. I like, this is how I would eat a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> so do you still use like a, a spoon while it's still on the stick? No, no. You just hold the bowl in one hand and then eat the popsicle like normal. I guess it's to prevent dripping from okay. going on the carpet. Okay. Uh, I thought I they thought just they were, had... I thought they but were serving was, them all in one bowl. So when you it have was your served, own individual bowl. <laughs> like, what? When it was served to me, it was given to me. There was a single popsicle in, like, a soup bowl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I remember that. I was, like, six or seven years old. I remember that day until I die. <laughs> Very neat. Wait, how is this, like, face-off? Because it's, like... The the face rubbing thing is kind of like that. Like, okay, a family does something different, so and if you, you, swapped, you show up. If you swapped identities with this <laughs> six year old friend of yours, and, yeah, and he served, and you both had to serve popsicles to someone, and he served it in a bowl, then we would know, right? The family, yeah, yeah, everybody would know who, who is who. Yeah, that's good. Wow, that's that is good stuff. Well, Guido, have you watched mm-hmm. anything uh, recently? Uh, the last movie I watched was just kind of a throwaway movie to put on and do nothing to, and I hadn't seen it in a while. It was a uh, forty-year-old virgin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good movie, from what I remember. It's decent. Yeah. Uh, I watched it, uh, you know, when it came out, which was probably what early two thousands. 2002 or so yeah it's been a while um and uh it uh i guess it holds up i don't know i wasn't like laughing like i was when i was a teenager watching it or 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 whatnot but uh a lot of a lot of like things were were dated like there's one point where um god i forgot her name the lady in it the, the 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 store manager Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could remember her name, but anyways, uh, she says, Hey, uh, would, what would you think about becoming my hair? Have you ever heard of the term fuck buddy before? And it, it was like one of those, you could tell that it was one of those jokes where at the time people were like, Oh, fuck buddy. What's that? Or, Ooh, this is risque. Yeah. But sure. nowadays it just does not translate well. Because everybody's heard of the term fuck, fuck buddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was a lot of that. So, sure. yeah. I don't know. Humor has evolved or devolved for all we know. Um, but it, it led me to think, like, there hasn't been very many good comedies to come out in the past decade. Oh, really. that can't be true. Yeah. I don't believe that. I mean, there name, has to be name one. There has to be at least one. They watch. I've heard. Ah, he got me. Oh man, <laughs> one of the best comedies. The only the behind the scenes stuff though on the Blu-ray. Right. Yeah, the Blu-ray uh, behind the scenes is. There's a lot of content there. I don't know how they all fit it on on a single Blu-ray, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I remember in the early 2000s, even a few years ago, it was comedies after comedy after comedy there are a lot of comedies coming out and nowadays i don't know like i'm having trouble even thinking of a few right now yeah uh, especially those uh like especially when jeb apatow 
was like yeah. really cranking out films. I guess Four Year Old Version is also a Judd Apatow film, right? Uh, that one know, was like, like the first of them all. Yeah, I definitely. guess. I think I think you're right. That it launched Steve Carell's career to a certain extent, and uh, the yeah. store manager, sure. that lady, started getting work. Jane Lynch. Yep. Pulled her what name. else was she in? I remember seeing um, her in stuff like after that movie. She was in uh, the television series Glee, I believe. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. I uh, can't name many other things, but she's always played kind of the same character. Yeah. yeah which is like really a tall, her. assertive lesbian. <laughs> right. Right. I think that was kind of her last big role was doing Glee. I, I don't think she was in much after that. She was always kind of a, not even a support character, just like a someone they would just run into, like the friend of the friend, like in a comedy or, or something like that. Not a memorable role, but you just recognize her. And uh, yeah. I don't think she's ever really been the lead in anything. But nowadays we get like fucking Amy Schumer movies and shit. Which we yeah, love. I guess. <laughs> uh, there's, always, there's always been those kind of movies, though. Yeah. Right? But I can't think of a good... Co- I, I mean, I haven't seen Super Troopers. I like the first one, but I can't imagine it being that funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not read the new Super Troopers. things about it. Uh, so I don't know. Do you think it's like a lack of comedic actors? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, there's, I don't know. SNL has kind of gone downhill too. And there used to be a lot of people coming out of SNL that would do movies. The funniest movies I've seen lately are superhero movies. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like Deadpool two is out now. I, yeah. I just did a Google search for comedies, and Bridesmaids came up, 2011. That was a decent one. <laughs> it's sure. it's yeah, only seven years ago. It's not ten. Quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think the uh, correlation you make with SNL is actually kind of fascinating. It's, uh, you know, it seemed like for a while, especially during the 80s, uh, 90s, and 2000s, you were getting a lot of talent out of SNL. And, uh, you know, now you're not getting much. And that does kind of set like a bit of a yardstick on comedy as a whole. And um, I don't know. I think for me, it's kind of taste. I don't know. I feel like my my taste for film has kind of gone away from an actual comedy. I just don't get as much enjoyment out of them as I used to. Or It's because there's not uh, good ones anymore. Oh, that too. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe you're right. Jeez, like, I'm... I can't think of anything, and I'm looking at the internet, and I'd like I'm not seeing anything that right. And I just did a search for comedies released in 2017. Some of these aren't comedies. I guess they are. Big Sick was a really good movie, um, but I wouldn't classify it as a comedy. There's some very funny moments, but it's more like a romantic drama. D. Yeah. Um, and then like a bunch of superhero movies, Jumanji, I don't know, it's just, uh, uh, just not, not a lot there. A lot of animated films too, but, uh, who knows, maybe some comedy troupe. I think that's what is, what will have to happen is some group of comedians would have to create their first movie and have it be a giant success. And then they make several offshoots of that like Apatow did. Yeah. 
It'll happen eventually. Right. right. There's th eventually there's going to be another good comedy movie. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. What about yes. Forrest Gump? Would you classify that as a comedy? Mm. No. Yeah. It's a drama. Yeah, it's I mean, a drama. I would consider it a drama. It has, and dramas can have humorous elements. You know, it doesn't have right. to be all dour and depressing. Uh, but I would definitely not call it a funny movie. It's a, a drama with some lighthearted uh, portions. We have a couple of emails that we can go through. Hey, and if you want to shoot us an email, if you have any, uh, you know, if you want to mention anything about our topics, either today or uh, previous topics, shoot us an email at uh, justokmovies at gmail.com. So our first email we have is from Mandolin Waters, which is actually my youngest sister. Hey, Just Okay Movies. So I want to know what is the one movie that has given you guys a major ah moment? where everything in the movie comes together and just makes sense. Also, what is one movie that has made you think or even question your life? Hope you guys keep making podcasts and keep giving Biggie Sides uh, grief about his awful movie taste. Thanks. <laughs> Family's yeah. against it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still getting lots of, of messages of <laughs> people <laughs> disagreeing with my taste in film. But that's okay. Hey, that is quite okay. Uh, so uh, we'll start with you, Guido. What's, uh, I guess, uh, what's the film that kind of gave you that awe moment or even also changed your life or made you think about things differently? Oh, boy. Well, the aha moment uh, movie and I, I can't really say what happens because I know Biggie hasn't seen this movie, uh, but uh, it's The Usual Suspects. Well, I've never Ooh. seen that. Okay. Oh, you haven't? Well, no. there's a moment in the movie where you're like, ah. <laughs> and yeah. it's one of those moments that you won't, I hope it doesn't didn't get spoiled for you ever in the past 20 years that it's been out. Because it's one of those movie moments that you'll never forget. It's it's de I've, it's definitely been spoiled to me. I just forget what it is. What's the guy's name in that movie? I can't say. I don't want to say anything. To, <laughs> you say to his Biggie name, but I remember what the spoiler is. I know. <laughs> it's probably been referenced before, and I still just had no idea what it was. I know it's supposed to be a very iconic scene in film. Is that? Should I watch that movie? Is it worth watching? It's a very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you mind Even watching Kevin Spacey? Uh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, they, it's it's good. It's funny. It's a high, kind of like a heisty movie. A bunch of criminals get together to pull off uh, a job. Um, but yeah, it's good. I like it. What about you, Millpool? Uh Oh, oh, hey, wait, I second film? oh I'm so, I forgot this was a two-part question. Go ahead, Guido. Um, as to something that changed my life, I don't think movies have ever had that big of an effect on me um, to where I take a different outlook on life. Um, the only thing I can really think of off of the top of my head were <clears throat> I was watching the movie and I was jealous of the people in it because I wanted I wanted something like that to create something like that was and it's gonna sound silly but it's wet hot american summer 
where huh. uh, you get to get you get all these comedians together to 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 make this silly movie about a summer camp. And it just the whole time that I was watching it, everybody seemed to be having fun and wanted to be there and acting. And uh, it was one of those times where I was like, man, I really wish I could have something like this, you know, where I could go and do this. Like a group of friends? <laughs> no, not not the content of the movie, the, the actual uh, making of the movie. The summer camp together? <laughs> no, not the content of the movie. <laughs> I mean, just like coming together as as a creative collective to create something that's funny and enjoyable to other people. Yeah, those guys are all pretty good friends, right? I haven't seen the movie, but it's like the guys from the state and some other people. Yeah, a lot of Upright Citizens people. Uh, A lot of of people, big name people who who, uh, got their start there, like Bradley Cooper. Um, Paul Rudd is in it. Um, Michael Ian Black, mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of good comedian actors too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's the first thing that came to my head. What Hot American Summer? You should watch it. Awesome. That's a good comedy. That's a real good comedy. I think I started watching it at some point and got kind of bored. You Turned son of a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Millpool? I guess we'll do it in uh, two parts. What's your ah? Uh, uh, my film. awe moment. Um, geez, I'm bad at this kind of stuff. The only thing that came to mind was watching Get Out, that movie, Get Out. Uh, but I think the whole point of that movie is to have that moment where you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Nice. Have you guys uh, seen that movie? <laughs> I have not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you haven't seen Get Out either? I you guys need to just start watching movies. What did what were you guys doing in high school? Uh, playing video games. Yeah, oh. lots of Halo. That's about it. Yeah. Mm. So, what film changed your life? Oh, I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Uh, yeah, there's movies that have made me feel really good. I guess immediately after, but that feeling usually goes away eventually. Like The Matrix, I think we talked about, or I brought up The Matrix uh, in a previous podcast that just like, you felt like a badass when you left the theater and you're like, fuck yeah, I want to shoot guns and do cool fighting moves and stuff like that. Sure, sure. And I would say for my uh, uh, thing that kind of changed my life or at least changed my perspective, uh, even for a moment was The Matrix. I, I remember my dad and I rented it from the movie store and went and watched it and we kind of just sat we normally just made fun of films quite a bit we watch a lot of shitty films and stuff but uh i I think this is the only time i remember we sat in silence through the entire film because mainly we couldn't figure out what the hell was going on and at the end we kind of went downstairs to get something to drink and we were just like what in the hell was that and so we went back up and watched it another three times and uh because it was just so fascinating, just just that whole perspective. Because like, why in the world is that thing going down his throat? How did he get there? What's what's going on? And um, and it did kind of make you wonder, like, what if that was real? And of course, that philosophy goes all the way back to Plato. You know, the Plato's cave uh, theory or or uh, yep. type of thought. And uh, it's fascinating because I mean, what if it's true? We can't really prove it. 
so uh, I'd say that was definitely my my uh, one that made me kind of think a little differently. Like, what if this life isn't really uh, real? And what is real? Right. Yeah. What if we're uh, in a simulation, man? What if we are? <laughs> Nothing matters. We are? Absolutely. Nothing matters. Uh, my awe matters. moment. Oh, my awe moment was six cents. And that one's kind of a basic bitch answer, but it's really kind of true. I was just and everybody around. felt it. Yeah, yeah, it it was powerful that moment because I wasn't really paying attention to the film all that much. I'm like, oh, it's Bruce Willis going around talking to some kid. Oh, this is weird. And then that moment happens when that uh, string of scenes show up, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. and it just floors you. And uh, that was definitely my my big awe moment and uh but good question mandy yeah thank good you question. so much good question fight club also is another one of those Ooh, for me that's, yeah. that's a good one life-changing that, or uh aha moment oh. yeah all right our next email is from a dylan franco hey gang just discovered the podcast the other day when i heard biggie sides on the just okay gamers podcast hey thanks man I've been really enjoying the podcast, even though Biggie Size's taste in film is questionable <laughs> at best. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. All these emails, I feel, are just Guido in, under different seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get that son of a bitch. <laughs> and definitely want to hear some more. That being said, I wonder if any of you have seen Thank You for Smoking. It is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I found it to be a great satirical look at our political system, lobbying, and choice through the lens of the cigarette debate. Thanks, and keep up the movie watching. That is an excellent movie. I actually read this to my wife because that is her favorite movie, and it's actually the movie we uh, saw on our first date. I uh, brought some food over to her apartment, and we sat and watched Thank You for Smoking. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. And uh, so that film has some very fond memories uh, for me. And I agree. It is one of the best satirical films uh, available. I, I really believe. Uh, uh, the gentleman who plays the main character, I always think of uh, The Dark Knight, him playing uh, Two-Face. I can't remember oh, yeah. his real name. Uh, Aaron he does. Thank you, thank you. I mean, not only is he a good-looking guy, but he can play that role where it's very satirical, very uh, uh, funny, you know, in its uh, material. And he does such a good job in that role. And uh, and it's also an interesting subject matter because big tobacco is a fascinating aspect of the American economy and has been a huge driving force to, uh, I would say, a positive and a detriment uh and I'm sure you know that that's also uh, up for debate, uh, but it is a fascinating film. Have Have any of you guys watched it? I've know. seen it. Yeah, uh, I saw it a while when it first came out, and uh, I enjoy, I remember enjoying it, and I can remember bits and pieces about it, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you the main the main plot points to it. I remember one scene specifically where <clears throat> he gets uh, thrown in the back of a van or something. And uh, uh, some people put uh, nicotine patches all over his body. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes to the hospital and they say, hey, if you have any more nicotine, you're going to die. 
So it like forces him to quit smoking. <laughs> right. It, is what I remember. And I remember when I was, I've struggled with smoking for Did like try d- doing that 10 years. Well, no, but it always crossed my mind. Like, man, maybe I should just OD on some nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> no, the film um, does a great job. Uh, I love the very beginning with uh, Aaron Eckhart uh, having the debate with someone who's anti-smoking or anti-tobacco. And the uh, the focus he takes, I can't remember quite how it goes, but it is quite a uh, it's a fascinating look, especially you know as the 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 fight against smoking in general keeps increasing. You know, it seems like every year, you know, more and more rules go against people who are smoking, and it's great to be able to look at your protagonist as a person, at least during the beginning of the film, that is pro smoking and that philosophy, and it kind of puts you in an interesting uh, uh, frame of thought. Yeah, I remember the movie having a lot of good dialogue. Um, another scene that sticks out is where the uh, he's at dinner with like the al- alcohol lobbyist and then like the far- firearms lobbyist. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a string of uh, you know conversation between the three of them, and I remember being impressed by that. But it's been so long since I've seen it, and I can't comment much more upon that that film i forgot about that scene that is good because like each of them are like the stereotype that you would imagine for someone who was pro-gun or pro-alcohol and uh it is a good scene there's a lot of actors in this movie i'm just looking down the list there's a lot of like names i recognize yeah, absolutely. There were a lot of uh, really well-known uh, actors in it. I can't remember who directed it, though. <clears throat> what movie do you think has the largest cast? Just Like, of famous people or just the largest cast in general? The largest cast in general. Total people. Oh. It's oh, got to be one of those early movies like Ben-Hur yeah, like or ben Moses yeah. or something. Right, right. Yeah, where there's like no regulations on how they treated extras, and they could just do whatever they wanted and not pay them very much, probably. That would be very interesting, Guido. For next episode, look that up for us and give us that answer. I'm giving you some homework on the pod. Okay, my homework's done. Okay, <laughs> all right, great. <laughs> what you got? Uh, the movie Gandhi. There's uh, oh, yeah, several scenes in it where they have uh, 300,000 real people, uh, specifically the funeral scene at, uh, at for his, uh, when Gandhi dies. Wow. Yeah, makes sense. Well, A plus. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Good job at homework. <laughs> well, thank I like you, to get dude. my homework done early so I can have my weekend yeah. free. You do. Good job, man. Very proud of you. Thank you so much, Dylan. Now I'm proud of you. Thank you for shooting us an email, and you know, thank you for listening. Well, I think that just about wraps things up. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We now have 25 followers, so oh shit! Mad. Nice yep. work, everybody. All right, yes. let's raise stakes. Let's bring it up. You see, you got to keep setting goals like this, Biggie. I see. Let me write that down. You're at 25. Uh, what would be a realistic goal within the next uh, one or two weeks? 35? Let's go 35. That's a good number. I have okay. a good feeling about that number. So let's 35, get 35 Twitter followers. 
35 Twitter followers. That sounds good. Also, if you're interested, uh, you can actually go over to IMDb and see a list of all the films we have reviewed in order, uh, how we ranked them. You can go to uh, justokmovies.com and uh, click on the link to go check that out. We actually had one person comment. It was uh, Miss Belarus who asked us, why is uh, Battlefield Earth so low on the list? Because it's a horrible movie. <laughs> I after I read that I'm like you know you're right that movie really deserves better I, I actually went ahead and ordered a, a blu-ray copy of Battlefield Earth from Germany because <laughs> that's the only place I could find them for good reason it's a bad movie no it's it is a bad movie technically but you can learn so much from the movie and you know you have to prize education and that's what that film offers is education on how a bad movie looks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Biggie Size. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can spin it you can spin it any way you want. <laughs> kind of lost me there. <laughs> well, very good. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, you all have a good evening. All right, take care. Bye. Bye bye.